Well, thanks, Ryan. How many enjoyed that worship time together? Amen? Now, I've got to try to get you guys to say a few amens here today. I work on my people, and they're tough. There's, you know, they're kind of laid back. They're ranchers. You know, it's hard to get them a little excited. They get excited about Kevin, but, you know, you have to try to get them excited about the Lord. But uh, that was great. I would get that worship team over at our church sometime and uh, get excited about the Lord. What an awesome God we serve. And I want to just thank you for the opportunity to come today and, and share, uh, not really preach today, but just share with you uh, how God's worked in my life and, and how I've, uh, where I am today and, and what God has sort of taught me over the, over the years. And I understand that uh, some of you are not going into uh, pastoral service. That's what I've been involved in for now over 40 years of, of ministry and a good portion of that in Montana. And I love Montana, and I love rural ministry. And I understand that uh, the Bible College here is, is emphasizing that, getting into uh, towns and, uh, and townships that are not very big, but uh, God's be, uh, people there that need the Lord, amen? And uh, so that's where God's called me. And wherever you are, I hope that you're faithfully uh, serving the Lord. So let me just share a little bit of my story with you uh, this morning. And uh, uh, my life verse is Psalm 37, 4, which says, uh, Delight thyself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Now that's not a, uh, I found out, uh, I love that verse when I first saw it and read it in the scriptures. And but I've learned over the years that uh, delighting in the Lord means walking in his will and being obedient to him. It's not just sort of a, a, a catch-all that, you know, delight yourself in the Lord and God will give you whatever you want. Or, but uh, it's uh, when you delight yourself in the Lord and you want to serve him and be obedient to him, uh, he will give you the things uh, in your life. And that has certainly been my testimony in the Lord. So I love that verse. I also love in that chapter that it talks about that a good, uh, uh, the Lord directs a, a man's steps in the Lord. Though he fall, he'll not utterly be cast down, but the Lord uh, lifts him up. And certainly God is, I can say and testify that the Lord has uh, led me and uh, directed my steps over many, many years that uh, I'm very thankful for. And I trust that he's, you're seeing evidence in your life that God's doing that in your life, directing you as well. So uh, I was born in a Christian home, and I want to thank God for my parents who were Christians. Uh, my dad pastored for a while, for many years, and then uh, his health was not good, so we, we moved to a farm in Minnesota, and basically where I grew up. And... Uh, and did some farming and stuff, but I'm thankful for my Christian parents. I don't know. How many here have had Christian parents that have influenced you? Wow, there are a lot of you here. I know some of you haven't, and uh, that's okay. Uh, God leads in different ways, and God can, can uh, work in uh, our, our uh, lives, even though we may not have had the influence of Christian parents. But I, 
I'm thankful for that because uh, they had a great, uh, great influence on my life. I would not be here speaking to you today, I know, if it weren't for mom and dad and their faithfulness to God's word and, and faithfulness in praying for me and my other uh, siblings. And so I'm very thankful for the testimony that they, they left me and they were a big part of my decision to uh, go into ministry. And so I grew up in, uh, as I said, Minnesota, about 40 miles north of Minneapolis and St. Paul, and uh, and um, uh, a town called Chisago Lakes. It wasn't uh, not much bigger than what town I'm in now in Clyde Park, about 500 people. And uh, after high school, you know, I, I began to think about what do I want to do with my life. And, uh, you know, what am I going to do in the future? And so I really like the outdoors and uh, as still do. And um, how many do any hunting here? Anybody hunt? Amen. Yeah, I really like that. And uh, I still do that when I can get out. It's just nice to get out. I don't always get a elk or a deer, but that's okay. I enjoy that time. But that, I liked it. I grew up liking the outdoors. And I thought, you know, I'm going to, I'd like to go into forestry or something like that, something to do with the, uh, with the outdoors and so forth. And uh, I was going to go to a community college in, uh, uh, near, um, near our uh, town. And, uh, and uh, about that time, we, uh, the church we were going to, and, and my dad wasn't pastoring at the time, but he was a faithful member of that church, a, a pastor by the name of Ernie Schmidt. And I don't know if anybody would know Ernie Schmidt here. He pastored here in Bozeman some years ago. That's a lot of years ago, really, but uh, uh, you probably not a lot of folks would know him, but um, he pastored here for a couple of years, I think. And he came to our church in Saga Lakes and was talking to me as a young person and 18-year-old and, and wanting me to uh, Think about Bible college and uh, go, you know, maybe go a year or, or two or whatever. And why don't you just think about, pray about it, Glenn. And, and he was very uh, instrumental in, uh, in me deciding to go to Bible college for, for a year. And I thank God, you know, for, for pastors. I've tried to do that in my ministry as well as encouraging people to go to Bible college and get a good foundation in their than their life, but so I uh, decided then that I would. Uh, uh, he was a graduate of Pillsbury Baptist Bible College. Anybody ever heard of that? It's not longer in existence. I wish it was, but you know, uh, sort of the economic times had sort of dictated a number of years ago that Pillsbury uh, kind of closed its doors, and I was sorry to hear that because it was I spent uh, uh, a lot of great years there at Pillsbury Baptist Bible College. And I can just say this to you young people and older folk here today and uh, appreciate uh, what you have and what you're learning here. Uh, you, you'll use it all. You really will. And uh, I'm thankful for it. You know, sometimes you might sit in a class like uh, Greek. I'll pick on the Greek guys today, but... Uh, you know, or some other maybe theological class, and you think, man, you know, it's hard, and you know, all the study and stuff, but, you know, work hard at it. Work hard at it. Whatever your, whatever your, your hand uh, 
uh, puts its mind to do, work hard at it. I tell my people, uh, you know, at our church, you know, work hard at your spiritual life. Work hard at it because uh, it's so important. Uh, Not only glorifies God, but it'll be important to you no matter what you're going into, whether you're going into the pastor or whatever. Work hard at what you're doing. So I went to Pillsbury. I uh, went there in 1968. When was that? Uh, back when the dinosaurs were living, I guess. But but uh, uh, spent four years there. Enjoyed it very much. And uh, and I uh, didn't really have any plans when I went there to only stay maybe a year and continue to you know to pursue forestry or something you know uh, in the outdoors and and stuff. And and I got there. And you know God has. God has many plans for our lives, doesn't he? And if we're just open to that plan, uh, God can really work in our hearts and our life. And uh, the truth of the matter, I wasn't saved. Imagine that. How does God get you to a Bible college and you're not saved? And maybe maybe somebody here can kind of equate with that. But I wasn't saved. I grew up in a Christian home. I knew all the lingo. I knew you knew all the verbiage of of being a Christian, you know, and going to church and Sunday school and, and all of that kind of thing, and, uh, and yet I never had a personal relationship with Jesus Christ until I got to Pillsbury and, and began to uh, attend Grace, um, Grace Baptist Church, I should say, in Oatana, Minnesota, southern Minnesota, and uh, one of my professors was preaching on Romans chapter 4. And talking about the faith of Abraham, that he staggered not at the promises of God, but believed. And, you know, it just kind of hit me like a ton of bricks. And I, I was convicted of my sin and, and the need for a Savior in my life. And it was at that time there in Bible college that I turned my life over to the Lord and, and uh, received Jesus Christ as my personal Savior. And what a change. What a change. You know, uh, I think, and, and over the years of ministry, I've met many people who are religious. Religion. Religion, as you know, doesn't get you anywhere. And like the Bereans, we need to search the scriptures to see if we are, you know, we're following those things that God says in our life. And I wasn't. You know, I'd made a, some kind of profession, maybe a, uh, head knowledge and when I was in a VBS when I was young, but I was not saved in a 19, uh, about 1969 there at Pillsbury Baptist Bible College, I got saved. And what a change that brought to my life. And I began to think about, okay, now, God, what do you want me really to do for you? Because now I'm really one of your children. I've not been just playing the game, so to speak, but I I really truly know you and have a relationship with you. And so I uh, uh, joined the church there and was baptized uh, uh, there at that church. And uh, um, sometime later, in one of our chapel services, just like you're having here today, I was sitting there and another pastor had come to speak. And it's amazing that how God used the book of Romans in my life, Romans chapter 10. And he talked about serving God and how beautiful the feet of them uh, preached the, uh, the gospel of glad tidings. And I 
began to think about, you know, maybe I need to really consider uh, full-time ministry or some kind of ministry in serving God. And I, um, I made the decision then, and I stayed all four years at, at Bible College, and uh, it's where I met my, my wonderful wife, Angie, and uh, it's a great place to, to uh, meet your life's partner. And uh, I just wanted uh, to say I owe a whole lot to my wife over the years of being in ministry. She has been just a, just a partner and worker with me, and uh, I'm so grateful for her. And uh, we've been married about 43 years now. And um, amen, any married people here? Come on, you guys got to get with it here a little bit, you know. If you're married, I don't know if you're not married, that's, that's okay. But uh, anyways, I graduated in 1972, and, and we moved to a city in, New, in southern Minnesota called New Ulm. And I started serving under Pastor Doug McLaughlin there, and different various ministries, youth ministries, VBS, and did some preaching, and, and a lot of practical experience, and that's really great. You need that practical experience. Uh, great to get, you know, uh, Bible instruction and textbook instruction, but you need that. I appreciate uh, this college and other colleges that, that talk about the practical and get you guys out into the local churches. And I know Ryan is, we really enjoyed uh, this. So uh, was that in February that you sent out a bunch of folk and we got uh, uh, great uh a student professor from a school here over there and to share with our people. And uh, that was wonderful. And it's great to have that uh, practical experience in, in, our, in our ministries. And so I then uh, uh, graduated there in 72, and then in 1973, the spring, uh, I enrolled in Central Baptist Theological Seminary. Uh, up in the Twin Cities, and uh, worked a lot of long hours, and went to school, and you know, I look back at that time, and I have no idea how I made it, but but God was good, and God helped me through, gave me the strength, and and uh, and uh, even though I had to work uh, hard and stuff, but we got involved in a local church there as well, and uh, and God was what God was good, and learned a lot of things about serving people and serving God. And then I, uh, <clears throat> I want to tell you a little bit about my family. I have six children, three boys and three girls. And uh, Brent, our oldest, is in Memphis, Tennessee. And uh, he's married and he has three girls. And then uh, our second son is in Ogden, Utah, and he has um, a boy and, and two girls. And then um, I have uh, two twin daughters who are uh, living in Spokane but are going to be moving back to Bozeman so that makes me pretty happy that they're going to be a little closer and then of course uh, my two youngest uh, Kyle my youngest son and his wife Beth and uh, their little boy Michael live here in Bozeman go to Grace Church here and then uh, Kendra also living here in in the Bozeman area and goes to Grace here as well and we just learned that uh, uh, Beth, Kyle's wife, is going to expecting twins. So we're pretty excited about that. And my son told me that, and I said, I don't know whether to pray for you or go get a loan. 
So, but uh, they, they're going to, it's interesting how God works. My wife, of course, had twin, twin girls, and so now we're uh, experiencing that in, in Kyle and Beth uh, having twins, and so it's great to, great to see God uh, bless families. But I'm very thankful for my family and my children and my grandchildren, seven grandchildren now, and two on the way, and we're very grateful for that, and God has blessed us, and we're looking forward to this summer to um, have a time together, all of us as families. So, so after seminary, then I took a, my first church in uh, Spearfish, South Dakota, and I was there about seven years. And um, one of the highlights that I remember about uh, uh, living in the Black Hills was that we started a ministry to college students on Black Hills State College. And uh, I really, really enjoyed it. My family was young, and uh, we, I think we had the two boys uh, when we moved there. And then the two girls were born. Uh, so we had about four in our family at that time. And uh, it was great to get to know some of the college students from the campus there, and then, then to have them come to the church. And these are kids from all over South Dakota, North Dakota, you know, Wyoming, and so forth. And and it was just great not only to have them come to church, but to do a weekly Bible study with them on on um, uh, during the week up on the campus. And uh, we were, God opened doors and we were allowed to be there and really had a ministry to a lot of kids uh, during those years that I was in Spearfish, South Dakota. And uh, uh, we have those kids over to our house and just uh, loved it. And uh, many of them uh, uh, I haven't seen since that time, but I know it's been, it was just good. It was just good to have them over and get to know them and, and have an impact in their life. And so uh, I'm thankful for that first uh, church. Then God led us to Livingston, Montana, and I was there about 14 years and pastored Heritage Baptist Church, and the church building is still there. It's uh, uh, since changed its name over the years, but um, we were very thankful to be in Livingston and uh, and serve God there, and basically our family grew up and uh, so forth, and then God, after, uh, in 2001, God moved us to Ronan, Montana, to serve at First Baptist Church there, and uh, was there till about 2008, and again, uh, God blessed, and uh, we organized a number of things there, small groups, and participated in Awana and different things. And so uh, it was good to pastor. It was uh, my first experience with multiculture, uh, kind of a community with the uh, <clears throat> Native American Indians there, a lot of them. And, uh, and I saw a lot firsthand how difficult it was to sort of bridge the gap because of all the sort of prejudices and, and you know, traditions and things. It was tough, but we did, we did reach some people and had some Indian people in our church. And so that was, that was good. And then in 2010, God moved us back to Shields Valley Bible Church, and uh, we've been there about five years, and we love it, and we love the people. And um, we have seen God bless, and we've uh, grown I think we've sort of doubled since I uh, started ministering there, and that's nothing to do with me for sure, but it has to do with 
the grace of God and God's goodness. Amen? And what he does, and what a, again, what a great God that um, he's been in. Some of the things, maybe I've uh, just share a few things that we've kind of tried to institute since we've been there. We, um, I had the privilege of attending about, uh, oh, I think it's about six years down at uh, Lafayette, the biblical counseling uh, ministry there that they have. And uh, anybody here been down there today? All right, great, amen. That's uh, good. I know you guys have got your own biblical counseling ministry here, and that's wonderful. And I've been able to use that in the community, uh, especially in uh, in counseling uh, people on marriage and um, premarital counseling and stuff. I really used a lot of that, uh, good things I learned down there. And so I'm very thankful for that. And uh, we uh, have gotten really involved in our community. Uh, I really believe in that, that we need to get into our communities and get to know those people that were in there. And uh, we are very involved in the old settlers' days that, that Clyde Park puts on there every year and um, had the privilege not only to, to have a booth up there where, we, uh, where uh, that is held and, and uh, meet people and talk about some of the programs at our church and visit with people, but also I had an opportunity on the, on the Sundays for the last three years to speak to uh, a kind of a community church gathering there in, in Clyde Park. And it's been a blessing to do that and uh, been able to, through that, been able to see uh, different people. Uh, but uh, I just want to say that, that the one-on-one uh, kind of discipleship and mentoring is so very, very important. If I've learned anything in some 40 years of ministry, um, I'm grateful for all the technology we have today. I'm not very good at it, some of it, but but I do get on my computer and stuff, and I'm grateful for all of that. And I know that's important, and it can be used in a way that glorifies God. But there's nothing more important than a face-to-face engagement of other people and getting to know them, getting in their life, seeing what their problems are and what they're facing, what struggles they're going through, and, and to pray with them and to be in their homes and just to... Uh, just to get close to them and find out. You can't find that out on Sunday morning. Just won't. And maybe you're involved in a mentoring thing and wonderful. That's very, very important, discipleship and getting to know those people. I meet on a regular basis with two other, two other guys. Uh, uh, one is probably about uh, your age is mostly here, probably average age here, and one was an older Older fellow, we meet on a regular basis and talk about the Word of God and, and pray together and strengthen one another in the walk of faith. One of the other things I've done, and, and uh, Pastor Mark Danielson, you probably know him, he's spoken here and is now in uh, Wilson. I really appreciate Mark as a brother up the road. And one of the things we've done is try to, we call it stand, uh, stand like men, and we're trying to get uh, men from both churches and our communities together to uh, encourage men to walk with the Lord. That's a great need today. Men are failing. A lot of men are failing in their marriage. A lot of men are failing in their walk with God. And it's so important, I believe, that we've started this and we meet about once a month 
and we do some kind of activity or a breakfast or something, and we encourage men to walk with the Lord. Now, I'm not saying women aren't important. Don't get me wrong. They are. But I believe that some mentoring of men is important. So I'm really enjoying uh, my uh, time in Clyde Park and for so many different reasons, just a couple I mentioned there to you. And uh, so uh, very grateful for what God is doing there. And I have uh, some great people. I love them. And um, I'm excited about what God's, God is doing there. So maybe just I see my time's up and I just want to close here. And uh, maybe just a couple of things that kind of the Lord put on my mind here just to, to share with you. I hope it'll be an encouragement. I hope I've been an encouragement to you today. Listen, God is faithful. Amen. God is faithful. God is awesome. I got up this morning and I, I have one of the most beautiful drives into work. In case I came over here today, but... But, you know, the crazy mountains and, and the bridgers and coming here. We live in such a beautiful area. And it just reminds me every day how God's so awesome, so great. And I get to serve him. Amen? What a blessing that is. But here are a couple of things. And that is, whether you're going into pastorate or not, whatever your calling is, whatever you're studying here and what you're heading for, you know, I just want to say this, that, uh, a call to ministry is a call to prepare. I heard that many years ago, and boy, is it true. You will use every bit of what you learn in the classroom and practicality in a local church, wherever God leads you and wherever you finally maybe your destination is and you sort of put down roots and you get involved in ministry, you will look back and you will thank God for every minute of your education and all your practicality that you had. You'll use it. You really will. And, um, and, and you know, your people deserve your best. Amen? They deserve it, you know? Uh, and that's kind of my, my next point here. There's no small place if you're serving God there. No small place, really. And I've been in pretty, you know, average probably of 50 to 75 people in churches and really, there isn't. And my people deserve my best. They deserve my best study as when I get up. They deserve my best preaching. They deserve my best shepherding. They deserve that. They, they need it. They need somebody to guide and shepherd them. And so never forget that wherever God puts you uh, in God's eyes, there's no small ministries. And um, it's a great joy and a privilege to serve those people. And I learned this from my dad, and I never forget it. And this kind of deals with you guys that are going into the pastorate. A home-going pastor makes a church-going people. Never forgotten that. It just stuck with me and how true it has been over the years. You know, you can preach to people on Sunday, but if you don't visit their homes, you don't see them in the hospital. You know, I'm just amazed as I hear sometimes stories of, of pastors who... And there's nothing wrong with spending time in the office and studying. Don't get me wrong. That's an important part of, of being a shepherd. But if you spend all your time doing those kinds of things and you never get to know people and you never get in their homes, you never get in the community, you know, I just go, we have a little coffee shop up there. And I just, you know, I go there every day, every day, have a cup of coffee. Now, why do I go there? Well, I like coffee. 
<laughs> Amen? <laughs> I love coffee, you know. But I got to have that little jolt in the morning, you know. But I go there for the pre- uh, express purpose of meeting people in the community. And I've been sitting with a few guys, you know. They're not Christian. And sometimes the language gets a little rough. And they know I'm a pastor, so they kind of keep it down there. But but uh, I go there for the express purpose, you know. I've, I hope and pray that I'll have an opportunity somewhere to speak Christ into their life. That's the only reason I'm doing it, is that, and it's true, if you, if you go to the homes of your people, you go and you get involved with, with the relationships with them. And life's all about that, relationships, isn't it? Relationship with God and relationship with people. And then finally here, you know, make time for your wife and your family. Yeah, I've really learned that uh, as I've grown in the Lord and grown in ministry. Uh, they are your number one priorities. They really are. Make time. Ministry is demanding. Ministry, as you know, can really uh, you know, suck the life out of your family. And you've got to just purpose in your life to spend time with, with your family, especially when they're growing up and so forth. Well, I'll close with this verse. Genesis 24, 27. You remember Abraham's servant? He said this, I being in the way, the Lord led me. Of course, he was looking for a wife for Isaac, wasn't he? I being in the way, the Lord led me. And I'll leave you with that. That has been so true in my life. Whenever I have been in the way, which means I'm, I'm looking for God in, in his, his directing and I'm obedient to him and I'm following him and I'm serving with him. I'm excited about what I'm doing. God has always led. And I look back at the, all my time and, you know, I, I don't have any plans to retire. <laughs> I'm just going to keep going for the Lord and I love it. And uh, I thank God for it. So let's just bow for a word of prayer. Father, thank you for the privilege of being able to just share my story uh, with um, these uh, young people here today, uh, these students. And Lord, just I know they've got a story to tell as well. And uh, Lord, thank you for saving us. Thank you for the privilege of serving. It certainly has been a blessing so many years that as I look back in my ministry, how God has worked in people's lives and I'm just thankful. And so I just pray your blessing on these students. May they always be fervent and uh, enthusiastic for you. And uh, God, help us never forget the awesome God we serve. We pray this in your precious name. Amen. Thank you so much for letting me come.